Hello, this is Catherine. So I know I need to stop talking. Hello, lovelies. How are we doing? Are we all in one piece post storm? Is it Eunice? Eunice? That is that is a name and a half, isn't it? That is a that that name does not summon up storms, but but here we are. But yeah, I hope everybody's all right. Yeah, it's been very very windy, very very blowy. Most importantly, though, before we get onto the topic of the storm, I am pleased to announce that my love sausage was delicious. And I really hope that you all listened to last week's podcast. Otherwise, that's going to sound absolutely mental. But my love sausage, oh, what an absolute treat. My love sausage came up perfectly, overcooked it because nobody wants an underdone love sausage, filled it with a couple of eggs, turned it out on the side, and it looked like the most phallic meal known to man. It was it was an absolute treat. And then, because it was Valentine's Day, so I cooked and served it up on Valentine's Day for Jamie and his girlfriend. I know, I'm very romantic, me. Although that did mean that a little bit like on my podcast last week, when I kept screaming the phrase love sausage on I'll repeat now. I'm gonna I'm gonna be much more professional today. I'm absolutely not gonna lose it at the phrase "love sausage." When Jamie's girlfriend's mum then came to pick up Jamie's girlfriend, she like opened she she rang the doorbell and I answered the door and she's like, "Hi, how have they been?" And I said, "Absolutely fine." And I just would really like you to know that when your daughter says that she's come to Jamie's house and she's had some love sausage, I want you to know that that is a literal love sausage, not a metaphorical love sausage. It was a love sausage that came from Marks and Spencer's. It's not just any love sausage. It's an M&S love sausage. And she looked at me like I'd got mad because I was literally standing on my doorstep screaming the phrase love sausage over and over again my poor neighbours what must they think but no it was delicious it really lived up to expectations so all I can say is if you too are thinking at some point in indulging in a love sausage I cannot recommend it highly enough in fact Jamie and I even had cold love sausage the next day Good. That's a nice, really attractive snorting sound, isn't it? That is exactly how all the professional podcasters do it. We did. We had cold love sausage, <laughs> love sausage next day, and it was a treat. And I must never again record a podcast mentioning the phrase love sausage because I clearly can't keep my shit together. But yeah, it was lovely. It was absolutely delicious. And thank you so much for your lovely response to last week's podcast, in which I did completely lose the plot and just laughed till I wept. Um, and I love the tale of the people who are out running listening to it and also laughing and I, I like the idea that we're just spreading a little bit of laughter across the world in our mad little corner of the universe but yeah the, the love sausage was the was the gift that kept on giving random aside but segueing neatly from love sausages I don't know if anybody saw last night's gobble box it's compulsive family viewing in our household and I don't watch a lot of television because my attention span is non-existent but it showed a little clip from the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee documentary that's been documentary it's not a documentary there's actors clearly it's not a documentary but a like reconstruction I you'd never think I was once an actor would you with my inability to grasp the most basic of theatrical terms anyway whatever it was it was a tv program about those two a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it although I don't think it's too much of a spoiler but this was what Gogglebox has shared us last night obviously we all kind of vaguely know the story of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee I did not, and I'm assuming that this has been created for, for like, dramatic licence, but maybe this is reality. I did not know until I watched the clip from Gogglebox last night that, that the central tenet of the show is based around the fact that his penis talks to him. And if you think I am making this up, please, 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 go, go right now. Stop listening to the podcast. Go and Google a clip. It is the most fucking batshit thing I have ever seen. We sat and watched it as a family last night. 
and and laughed and then I think we're like stunned into silence and in fact this morning when we all got into the car to go to football I was like okay so we have not talked enough about the fact that in that tv show his penis actually talked like what the fuck fucking hell um yeah if anybody knows a thing about love sausages clearly it's um it's the cast and crew of of the Pamela and Tommy escapades I mean fucking hell anyway goodness me this is all a lot of fallacies for for this time on a on a Saturday in which I am well ahead of my Ocado drop-off so there is no gonna be no Mexican standoff needed I shall record this Ocado shall come later it shall all work like a dream and no I still haven't folded my Ocado carry bags thank you for asking again new listeners in the height of lockdown when I was having my regular trying to record this at the same time as my Ocado delivery was coming because I'm a dick and like it was locked down it's not like I didn't have enough fucking hours in the day but no I tried to coincide the two activities that I had and I'd read on the internet at the time that somebody told me that I should be folding my Ocado bags ready to hand back into the shape of samosas and I thought even in lockdown who has that much time on their hands and to be fair if you're listening to this and you fold your Ocado bags or other supermarkets are available bags into shapes of samosas and you, and you enjoyed it then all power to you and ignore me completely but yeah my carry bags are still very much not folded into samosas or indeed into the shape of a love sausage i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop i'm gonna keep it together thank you very much but no thank you for your lovely response to the podcast i'm so 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 pleased that we were able to get a transcript working as well even if when i read it back to make sure there were no like glaring errors it did just scream out the phrase love sausage on repeat and in fact the the program that i was using to create the transcript also sorts like the most popular words and phrases at the top and number one was love sausage that's me i'm the love sausage podcaster what a moniker to be known by so yeah there was a storm there was a storm yesterday wasn't there it was very stormy indeed we'll come back to the storm we started our day our storm free day although it's got a bit mental out there again hasn't it we we had a family trip to football which is quite unusual i mean obviously it's not unusual for us to be at football because that is my life to spend at football but we dragged a somewhat recalcitrant jamie out of his bed today isn't that a lovely word with recalcitrant and i even managed to pronounce it correctly yeah he was very recalcitrant this morning but i managed to lure him out of his teenage bed with talk not of love sausages you will be pleased to know but on a theme of a greg's sausage roll oh maybe greg's will do a sausage roll love sausage love sausage like some love child of a love sausage in a sausage roll there's a lot of love and a lot of sausage in a love sausage sausage roll i'm gonna stop saying the word sausage as well anyway moving on so yeah lured jamie out of bed with with promises of greg's sausage rolls and we set off to watch beth's girls play the team that they had drawn with for most of the game and then beaten in like the final 30 seconds in the cup semi-final they're a very good team so we knew it was going to be a tough match and it was it was um it was fairly you know both ends and both both teams were, were really going for it and Jamie is really not a football fan I mean he's an avid West Ham supporter so yeah for all, let's let's all do the bad joke of he's really not a football fan um but he's an avid West Ham supporter but he's got no real interest in in watching his sister play which is fair enough you know she's got no real interest in sitting standing watching him sitting in front of his computer in his pants playing computer games so you know I suppose it all evens out but we we dragged him along and he he sat there wrapped up in blankets complaining he was cold literally Jamie at football is absolutely the equivalent of the are we nearly there yet game he's he's like literally every every minute is it nearly over is it nearly finished are we finished is it ending you look at his watch he's like right it should be finished now I'm like it's not how it's not how football matches work Jamie you just get to stand there and go I've had it had enough Anyway, today, unusually for Jamie, there was a brief moment when he actually not only concentrated on the action, but his face lit up in sheer delight. And 
Beth was on a mission this morning. I don't quite know why. It ended 1-1 the game. It was a very scrappy game, but Beth was on a mission. And so she decided to take it upon herself to go and take the ball all the way up the wing along the line. And she had not one, not two, not three, not four defenders and midfielders come in and attempt to, to tackle her as she did so. And she just kept running it was like that scene you know and is it one of the indiana film indiana jones films as we all know not good with films i reference you back to spider-man as i said that a little spider has crawled up my laptop screen while i'm recording this obviously has heard of my epic retelling of the plot of spider-man which bears no resemblance to any of the spider-man plots of movies ever um hello little spider where were we? Anyway, she's running up the wing and it was a little bit like that scene in Indiana Jones where he's running down a tunnel and there's some like big boulders coming behind him. That was that was the vibe that Beth was going for. And these players were like coming in to try and tackle the ball. And Beth not only, you know, kind of got the, the, the ball whilst and, and I'm not going to pretend this was with skill. I think it was with sheer brute force because as she did so, she passed each player. One, two, three, four. She not only got the ball past them, she also knocked them to the ground in her wake. So you literally had this stream of destruction behind Beth as she ran with the ball through through towards um towards <laughs> towards the goal turned around to look at Jamie it's absolutely creased up laughing I was like oh I can see, clearly see the the part of the football game that you enjoy mate we got to the end of the game and we were all four of us walking back to the car and I said to Jamie I said did you think yeah do you think your sister did well then he went no oh okay good good excellent good positive feedback very constructive and he turned and he looked at her and he said but it was dead good when you got really aggressive with them. So good, excellent. I can I can foresee a lot of red cards in, in Beth's future if, if Jamie's gonna take up take up football coaching. But there was a storm, wasn't there? Let's talk about the storm. Let's talk about Eunice. Fucking hell, it was very windy, wasn't it? My my sister texted me and said, How's the wind down where you are? And I and I hilariously, as I thought to myself, not hilariously at all, replied and went, It's windy. <laughs> no, clearly not very funny at all. But yeah, the storm, it was absolutely mental. My kids were a bit disappointed by the storm, I have to be honest. Jamie kept coming down and going, when's the storm starting? And I'm like literally looking at like, you know, wheelie bins flying around our street. And I'm like, I think this is it, mate. And he's like, oh. And as we got in the car this morning, he, he said, is that it? Was that it for the storm? I said, yes, mate. You know, go, go and have a look at some of the scenes of destruction from around the country. You know, the roof being ripped off the O2, trees being felled. There's a beautiful, oh, I'm very sad. I'm not really good when trees like fall over. Fall over? Is that the right word? Well, when they're not being a tree anymore and they're lying down as a tree good excellent words are coming really easily to me today as you can see um i'm not very good when when they get knocked over by storms because they're just beautiful and there's this beautiful must be hundreds of years old the tree that's in the middle of the town that we live there and it was just fallen lying down on the ground it's very sad i don't like that at all but yeah i said so, so i said to jamie i said i think you know there's quite a lot of destruction mate it's quite a lot lot going on and he he sort of looked at me slightly and sadly and sort of rolled his eyes and he just said oh I just I just thought mum I just thought it might be a bit more like Sharknado and I said sorry what he said yeah I thought we'd be more like Sharknado and I said can I just check you thought there were going to be sharks flying out of the sky he said well maybe not the shark bit for anyone who hasn't seen Sharknado there are a few films that I enjoy but Sharknado is absolutely up there I first watched Sharknado years ago it was the that weird period in between Christmas and New Year when nobody knows what day of the week it is and my stepdaughter and I were staying up late. I think Mr. I know I need to stop talking and Jamie and Beth had gone to bed. We were staying up late, flicking through the channels. And I found a film called Shocknado. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the film Jaws. So I was like, come on, we'll give this a go. And she was like, all right, let's have a watch. And I was like, it's going to be dreadful. And Sharknado, if you haven't seen it, is dreadful. It's utterly dreadful, but it's so wonderfully, fantastically dreadful. 
I cannot recommend it enough. We wept with laughter, absolutely wept with laughter. And and the central premise, I mean, no spoilers, but the central premise is the idea that a tornado has come to hit this, this coast of America, but it's not just any tornado flying out of the tornado, because what's worse than a tornado? It's a sharknado, and there's just sharks flying out of the tornado everywhere. And that apparently was what Jamie had sincerely hoped was going to be going down yesterday. Yeah, I feel he was disappointed. I was like, it's quite enough of a storm, right? We had um, one of the lids of one of our recycling bins flew off and I was on a work call at the time. So I said, Mr. Wine, no, I need to stop talking. What a supportive wife. Can you go outside into that terrible, terrifying storm and deal with the bin lids? He went out to, to deal with it. And then unfortunately for him, because it was so windy, the door slammed behind him. So I sat on this call with my colleagues. And I suddenly look out and sort of, Mr. Wine, no, I need to stop talking. His face pressed to the window like I would like to be inside now. So we rescued him. I mean, the cats looked at us like, what? What is, what fresh hell is this? What the fuck is this? But I tell you what, obviously, well, I don't know where in the country you all are, but certainly for us, the schools were closed for a day. How the fuck did we all deal with the schools being closed for months on end was my first thought when by, I think it was by about 7.20 in the morning, yesterday morning, I was being harassed by Beth, requiring me to Google if silicon bakeware would blow up if it was placed in the microwave and you know when you're like i i am i'm not i'm not equipped for teachers ta school stuff how do you do it how do you do it and i know you might answer and say well it's your job but i mean there is no amount of money sufficient for paying the wages you should be receiving for having to deal with questions like that every single fucking moment of every fucking day i mean i i don't know how we did it I genuinely don't know how we did it. And of course, this is tongue-in-cheek just before anybody tells me off for, for, for any of this. I fully recognise it was very necessary. I fully also recognise that the schools weren't shut because I phrased that badly. The schools were absolutely open. Sorry, that is completely my miswording. Um, but for those of us whose children weren't key workers and didn't need to be in, quite rightly, we had them at home. And it's that, that, that hell, that hell that I'm referring to. I'm good at lots of things, but I am a fucking dreadful teacher. I am so so bad so bad yeah i just it's all a bit of a blur time hop brings it back doesn't it you go into time hop and i've like got this picture of like what looks the looks like the entire of my ground floor of my house under siege and you're like what the fuck is that and then i remembered that was when beth decided to make a model of the solar system for one of her home learning tasks which was practically to scale and filled yeah pretty much the entire of my of my ground floor ah oh, hashtag making memories there yeah those those joyous days but i hope you weren't too impacted by storm related detritus and um i hope that you know you've got power and and hot water and and god it does make you realize doesn't it in the grand scheme of things we are very fucking small and then we were saying this morning then you like you get up the next day and this like storms raged and caused all this fucking destruction and then you get up the next day the sun's shining it's kind of like it's like nothing ever happened and i said to mr i know i need to stop talking this is what will happen one day this is what will happen is that we will all end up dying in some terrible planet related tragedy that we will have brought on ourselves no doubt by our, our pollution and lack of care that we take over the planet and then the next day the world will get itself up and the weather will shine and it will all be beautiful and we will all be dead and he's like that's cheerful and i say yes good morning happy saturday happy saturday We've got a busy week this week. So for us, it's half term this week that we're going into just now. So we are taking the kids on a trip. We are going away for a couple of nights. 
I don't know really why we bother doing this, to be honest. Every now, every now and then, I will be racked by guilt and be like, right, we need to do something with the children. We need to go and have a trip. Let's, you know, whether we do a holiday or we go away for a couple of nights, we need to go and do something. And every fucking time, my kids bring me so far back down to earth. And, and my, 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 I've got two good examples, actually. One time we, we took the kids to, we had the most amazing few days. We went to London. We went to museums, we went to theatres, we went to restaurants, we saw friends. It was like, you know, it was the most amazing few days and it cost a lot of money. But I remember thinking, well, this is amazing because these are memories that they will remember for the rest of their lives. And then we got the train back home and on the train on the way back home, I was like, wow, wow, what an amazing few days. What was your best bit? And they thought for like a nanosecond and I was waiting for them to tell me, oh, it was like when we saw that amazing exhibition or that fantastic food we had or we went and saw that show and it was so amazing. And instead, pretty much in unison, they turned around to me and they said, it was when we were sat on the top deck of the bus and we saw that dead fox in the road. Good. Marvellous. Could have taken you and shown you roadkill literally down the end of our road, but no, I've taken you this three-day extravaganza which has cost me a fortune and you're telling me that the best bit the fucking best bit was the dead fucking fox in the road good excellent marvelous wonderful and another time jamie was much younger and we'd gone to i think we'd gone to meet my dad um somewhere we'd we'd gone and like had a day out and again attractions and restaurants and all kinds of lovely things like that and they were driving home at the end of the day and jamie was quite little at the time and we got we got home and got him into into pajamas and at the bath and stuff and i got tapped into bed i said did you have a lovely day and he said yes I said, what was your best bet? And he thought about it for quite a long time. And I was like, oh, it's because I've treated him to so many amazing experiences. And he said, when we were in the car on the way home and I was allowed to play Angry Birds on Daddy's phone. I don't know why we fucking bother. I do not know why we fucking bother. I mean, for fuck's sake. So pretty much guarantee that we're going to go away and going to have, you know, all these amazing experiences. And then they'll come back and they'll tell me that the best bit of the trip was the way the toilet flushed itself. That, that knowing my luck, that, that will be it. When I saw a piece of string in the air when I was walking down the street. Good, excellent, marvellous, fucking hell. So, so yeah, we're, we're, we're off to do that. And then I've, I've got, I'm actually travelling, I've got to travel for work this week. I'm going on a plane. I am not very good on planes. I'm not very good on planes for a number of reasons. And primary reason number one is I have a deep-seated mistrust of planes, which in my head I've convinced myself over the years would be better if I was the one flying the plane. Now, I can pretty much say with absolute certainty that the only thing that would not be better about being in a plane would be if I was flying it. But that, that you know, that doesn't seek to, to convince me otherwise. I also don't have a good track record. I mean, just generally, I'm quite inept when it comes to planes. Those beepy beepy machines that you get through as you go through security, I fail those every single time. Every single time I fail those without fail. And it won't just be like, I will not, I won't just fail like the, the initial beep, 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 and then they come and do like the scanny thing and pat you down. I'll be the one getting escorted into a cubicle so they can like anally probe me or whatever it is they do in there. I don't know what it is. I feel like I've got shrapnel somewhere in my body and I don't know when or how, but yeah, I, I am very bad with planes. My most infamous very bad with plane journey. I had, this was years ago. I had to go on a work trip. I forget why. I had to go to Helsinki. Helsinki is a beautiful, beautiful city. I would massively recommend it. I would categorically not recommend traveling with me because I was a nightmare. I, I mean, the whole trip, it just went from bad to worse. So I was late, massively late getting to the airport, massively late getting to the airport. So I missed my flight, which was 
like you know I was quite new into my job at the time I was like oh shit I missed my flight what am I going to do so I begged and pleaded with the lady on the desk to, to get me onto the next flight which usually would not have been a problem but it turned out for some reason like the cultural event of the year was going down in Helsinki and I was like oh god so they're like felt like about 50 of us sat in a room waiting to see who had been put on on standby for the next flight well my pleading must have worked and I feel very guilty about it because it was after all only a work trip not a life or death situation but two passengers names were called out and it was it was me and, and another chap so we went and got on the plane and I was exhausted I remember getting to the plane going god oh, I'm knackered but it's okay I'm on my way to Helsinki what else can go wrong lots as it turned out lots could go wrong so I got to Helsinki and I walked into Helsinki airport with a trail of blood behind me because I had managed to wear for this trip radically unsuitable shoes which is not unusual for me to be completely honest so I'm li- genuinely walking across this pale grey tiled floor with like these droplets of blood falling behind me which is absolutely the look one wants to sport when arriving on foreign soil and I went to the bag reclaim and I was there and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and my bag didn't come and eventually it occurred to me that I was the only person where oh no it wasn't just me it was me and the other chap that they'd moved to the slightly later flight we were the only two so I looked at him and he looked at me and we went ah and we went over and we went and spoke to the people at the desk and they said ah your bag is not here I said where is it they said it's in London I said good marvellous excellent so it turned out karma basically if I had perhaps pleaded slightly less I wouldn't have been on the plane but I would at least have been with my bag which had been left in London because it thought it was going on a different flight So I dutifully wandered out in a country where, you know, to be very clear, I speak not one single word of Finnish and hooray for the brilliant, far more intellectual and intelligent people of Finland than me who all are excellent and can like slip seamlessly into speaking English. I mean, it's it's very humbling and I'm sorry that I'm so utterly shit with your language. So I got a cab to the hotel and then I got there and I'd already missed my early meeting and I said to them, I've got no clothes. I've been asleep, I've like dribbled down my face on the plane, I need to go somewhere where I can buy like clothes and toothbrush. So they pointed me across to, to what looked like a shopping mall. Now I'm not known for my sense of direction, am I? And and thus it was to, to be proved ever so. So I, I started wandering over to, to where I thought the shopping mall was and I was like, mm. and it was boiling hot day, it was middle of the summer, so it was like 26, 27 degrees and I'm sweaty and I'm hot and I really want to get changed and I really want to brush my teeth. And I'm walking along and I'm like, gosh, the roads in Finland are very busy. Yes, Catherine. Yes, the roads in Finland are very fucking busy. If you are trying to walk along the side of a fucking dual carriageway, you twat, you twat, you twat. I basically walked up the slip road. What a dick. Retraced my steps, finally made it to the shopping mall, finally made it back to the hotel. Still no bag, still no bag. The hotel staff could not have been lovelier. We'll let you know, they said, as soon as it arrives. So I went out to meet the people that I was over there to meet and we went out that evening and I got back about 11 o'clock, went to the front desk. Is my bag there? No, it's not, but we'll let you know as soon as it arrives. Fantastic. I said, thank you so much. 3am, 3am. I'm fast asleep. There's a knock on my door. Hello, God, what's going on? It's the hotel. It's the lady at the hotel desk. She looks delighted. She looks radiant. I'm so glad to be able to tell you. She said, your bag has finally arrived and you've picked now to tell me about it. And I know that's not very nice of me. She was only doing her job and she was very happy that my bag was there. And so was I, but fucking hell, 3am. I'm not at my best at 3am, not even slightly. So yeah, so she gave me, she gave me my bag and then I finished my, my work visits the next day. 
and then got back on a plane to go back, which was notable because it was a quite a bumpy journey. And I'm not good in planes of any sort, let alone bumpy planes. And B, because there was a man on that bumpy journey who I felt terribly sorry for because he was clearly extremely travel sick. He was so travel sick that he managed to use up all of the sick bags on what was clearly a very poorly equipped plane. So the air stewardess were like running around going, has anybody got a bag? Has anybody got a bag? Yes, yes, I've got a fucking bag. I hope you put it in the fucking holder. No, he cannot throw up at it. Oh, it was a debacle. It was a debacle of a trip. But Finland is beautiful. Helsinki is beautiful. I would love to return. I hope that if I do it, it's a slightly less dramatic trip than that one. So yeah, planes, planes of me. So we'll see how that goes. It promises to be eventful, right? I don't do anything in a quiet and demure manner, not even slightly. The story of that lady actually coming in to, to wake me up in the middle of the night for my bag reminds me of a, a holiday. Mr. I know I need to stop talking. I took years and years and years ago. We'd gone to stay overnight in a hotel with Mr. I know I need to stop talking's two children who were very young at the time. So we'd done what, you know, you often do when you've got young kids. I mean, you can't go out, you can't really do anything. So we're like, right, we're just going to go to bed. So we, we had gone for a very, very early night. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and the bedroom light had just been switched on and you know when you're like in a strange place in a strange hotel and you're like what the fuck what's going on what's going down so I kind of like groggily sat up in bed Mr. I know I need to stop talking sat up next to me the two kids were thankfully still fast asleep on the floor and there was another couple at the end of our bed who clearly had a few drinks and were wearing you know kind of like party wear and stuff and they look bemused and we looked even more bemused and we kind of looked at each other and then kind of he went, oh my God, I'm so sorry, we must have the wrong room. And we're like, you know, don't worry about it, it's fine, it's not your fault. We're about to sleep, having double locked the door, thinking, okay, good, excellent. This is a very secure hotel where the key cards seem to work on everybody else's rooms. Anyway, so the next morning we went down to, to go and check out and we went over to reception. Obviously we wanted to make them aware that this had happened, not to kick up or cause a big fuss because it was an accident and, you know, I don't want to get people into trouble for no reason and it, it was fine and they'd been polite about it and it was all good, but we, we thought, well, we'd better make them aware. And I wasn't expecting my room refunded and I wasn't expecting a load of conversation. I was just expecting someone to say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, that shouldn't have happened. That was all I was looking for. So we went out to the desk. I was a lovely chap there, but, you know, English was not his first language, so I was making sure that I was really clear in terms of sort of the feedback that I was giving. And I said, I explained the situation. I said, so yeah, so in the middle of the night, these two people came in, came to our room. They were able to access our room. And he looked at me for a minute like he was like processing it. He went, that's fine, don't worry about it. And I kind of thought I'd misheard. And I was like, so I tried again, because like, again, I was really conscious English, not his first language. So I explained the situation again. He looked at me and he went, honestly, it's absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. So then there was another girl there, so I kind of called her over and I said, just explain to your colleague, told her again what happened. She looked at me, she looked at him, she went, yeah, it's fine, honestly, don't worry about it. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm speaking a foreign language, I don't know how to get this through to you. I'm not worried, but I feel like you should be that just your guests can randomly cavort in and out of one another's rooms without so much as a buy your leave. But yeah, in the end, I just gave up in the end because I was just like, honestly, it's absolutely fine, don't worry about it. I'm not worried, but I think you should be. So yeah, it promises, it promises to be, to be eventful. Things are, things are never smooth. Things are never, never straightforward. But um, yeah, that's, um, that's going to be this week. So that's what we're off to do. But I hope you're all keeping safe and well and warm and dry and out of the storm. Hope nobody's been inflicted with any Sharknadoes. I hope if you did enjoy a love sausage, it was fucking delicious. And I will see you all next week. Lots of love. Take care. Bye-bye.